In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Each time we pray and talk to Jesus, we discover something about Him. In our innermost heart, we discover how good He is and how much He loves us. However, in His life, in His earthly life, it is very interesting to think how the others knew him, the impressions he made on those of his hometown folks, on his neighbors. And if you scan the Gospels, you will find some negative things. They describe him as a crazy man in St. Mark. He doesn't even have time to eat. On his own self-reference, he described himself as being accused of all the other sins, like being a drunkard, somebody who mingles with tax collectors. But there is one description that speaks of what he was doing in his 30 years of hidden life. We find this in the Gospels of St. Matthew and Mark. Jesus, you are described as the son of the craftsman or son of the carpenter. You also are described as the son of Mary, craftsman's son of her Blessed Mother. In the original language, that was in Greek, the term that was utilized was tekton, a person who knew how to work, how to labor with his hands. Man one work. A person, historically, who has been following the same job of his father, the same trade of those who were closest to him, particularly of his father. A worker who is capable of doing many things. When you say tekton, or craftsman, you're referring to a person who can work with wood or metal or stone 
they can, with their work, deal with clients. And this is the fame of Jesus during his time. Lord, a craftsman, because you followed Saint Joseph. Because Saint Joseph also exercised the same profession. And we enjoy thinking of this life of yours in that workshop in Nazareth. Saint Joseph would perhaps be calling you, asking you to accomplish some tasks related to construction, to sculpture, to furniture. Your tools will be orderly. The tools of Saint Joseph would also be there. And we want to imitate that attitude of yours, Lord as you accomplish these things day in and day out. As you follow St. Joseph in that workshop, Lord, as we desire to imitate St. Joseph, to be very close to him, we want to talk to you now about work, about manual or intellectual work that is given to us. In the Bible, the start of um, which is Genesis, the creation of man, we understand his mission to be part of a family and his mission to till the soil. Saint Jose Maria often loved the mission of work already stated in the first book of the Bible. When man was created, he was created ut operaretur, so that he may work. We understand, Lord, that work defines us. Work becomes part of our identity. And so, Lord, in this relationship with you, in these dealings with you, I also want to be able to connect what I do to my interior life. I never want to neglect, Lord, my holiness. And that holiness is spelled out in the way I work, in the task objectively, and also, in the things I think of every time I am engaged in that activity. We are very happy, Lord, because you give us work. Because you assign us things which allow us to participate in your creative hand. Pope Francis, in his apostolic letter entitled, Patris Corde, the heart of the Father, mentions that St. Joseph was given this role to be guardian, custodian of the Redeemer as a working father. 
His holiness described ever since since the social encyclicals of the 20th century, Rerum Navarum, 19th century, sorry, His Holiness is always attached to his relationship with work. The draftsman who earned an honest living, Pope Francis writes, to provide for his family. And from him, Jesus learned the value, the dignity, and the joy of what it means to eat bread that is the fruit of one's own labor. He then explains, work is a means of participating in the work of salvation, an opportunity to hasten the coming of the kingdom, to develop our talents, abilities, and to put them at the service of society and fraternal communion. But everything that I do in relation to my profession is connected to this wonderful work of redeeming the world. Wonderful work of cooperating with you, of doing things with you. Three years ago, three to four, there was a conference that was organized in Rome the prelate Focus Day, Monsignor Fernando Ocariz, spoke about this sanctification of work as an inheritance from Saint Jose Maria. And he said that work, according to Saint Jose Maria, was a way to sanctify oneself, sanctify the others, and something also to be sanctified. There were many interactions in that conference. It's so moving to see his spiritual children respectfully raising their hands. They were also professors in that university, Pontifical University of the Holy Cross, and asking the father what his views were regarding sanctification of work. One of those even um, commented, well, Father, I am one of your students in the past, actually. <laughs> and the prelate was laughing. He was so happy. Are you sure about that? He was responding. And he simply asked, Father, how really could we sanctify work? How could we make our work holy? Immediately, the prelate, who is a very intelligent man, quoted the way, and he said, Saint Jose Maria always recommended that we add a supernatural motive to what we do, our ordinary work, and you will have sanctified it. Put the intention. Maybe this is one of the important takeaways, really of this meditation. How can I sanctify work? I make my intention correct. I'm doing this for God. I bring Him to my work. I intensify. I make the spirit of sacrifice. I exceed myself. I become more generous in that task. 
and we will have sanctified it. We will have utilized it for our prayer. Saint Jose Maria, the prayer also recommended, or rather narrated, will always use a crucifix. His work in his latter years, or his last years here, was office work. He needed a desk where he could study papers and papers, the task of government in Opus Day. With the crucifix, when things were piling up, he would also say, Jesus, work with me. Stay with me. And in a very practical manner, that was how St. Cecilia was sanctifying that work. Lord, help me to bring you in my place of work. And in between tasks, to say a word to you. If I am not yet that conscious of your presence, maybe I can also have a crucifix. Every time I'm studying, in the case of those who need to pass some quizzes. When I, in the case of those who are in manual work, to place these images close to you, to look at it, and to tell Jesus, Jesus, you are here. You are whispering to me how to be better. I offer you this accident. I offer you this inconvenience. I offer you this conversation with a person I don't like working with. And St. Josemaria says in his words, and you would have sanctified it. When you have spoken to our Lord and put that intention, the supernatural motive, you would make it holy. In the process of making our work holy, we have to be very honest. We see in work many of the possible virtues that we possess and also the defects that we have. And we cannot say that we are we can do everything. We see in our work our limitations as well. Recently, I met a boy, even during the time of pandemic, it was possible because he's a family member. And um, he was very proud because he said that he can already write. He's a great one, pupil. He was saying, I can already write many things. And I asked him, what hand do you use when you write? And he said, I can write with my right hand. I can write with my left. So when you meet people like them, they are very talented. This is what you call the ambidextrous. I'm not sure if there's an ambidextrous here. But anyway, so I tested him. I told him, hold this pen. Okay. Uncle, Fa uh, yeah, anyway. Uncle Father, uh, he's my nephew. <laughs> um, hold this pen and try to write your name. And he write, wrote it well. I was so happy. 
And I asked him to write other things. It was legible. It was clear. And now, pass it to your other le hand, to your left hand, and start writing. And he started writing. And it was not clear anymore. So I told him, You told me you can write with both your hands. With either. And he said, I also thought. He swallowed his pride. He was a bit ashamed because he was boasting of a talent that he never had, actually. And so I asked his parents, his grandparents, and they told me, actually, he's right-handed. <laughs> Lord, help me to confront, to be sincere with my limitations. If I can do everything, I'll say it. If I need help, I'll ask for it. And if I can do things well, I'll also mention it. Whatever is told to me, of course, by my superiors, I gladly do. But I mention some limitations which I already know of myself. To do work well is to do is to sanctify it. Not only is putting the intention the important thing, but when we discover the life of Jesus who also was referred to as a man who did things well, we also discover, we also learn from him, we have to do our work well. Putting the intention and also all our talents, our heart into it. Being mindful of the details. Wanting to finish what we began. Not to leave anything behind. There's this story of a bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, that spans the river tying Manhattan Island to Brooklyn. And it's truly a miracle bridge. In 1863, there was a creative engineer, his name was John Roebling who was inspired by an idea for this spectacular bridge or construction. However, bridge building experts during that time throughout the world told him, forget it, it could not be done. So Roebling convinced his son, whose name was Washington, who was a young up-and-coming engineer, that the bridge could be built, father and son, Two of them developed the concepts of how it could be accomplished and how the obstacles could be overcome. With a harness excitement and inspiration, they started getting people. They hired a crew and began to build their dream bridge. A few months later, under construction, a tragic incident took place on site. And the father, John Roebling, was, was in that accident. He died. The same incident, in fact, injured the son 
Washington was left with permanent prenda. And maybe you haven't heard the term. It's an old one. Brain damage. Yeah, the brain damage. He was unable to talk and he cannot walk either. He cannot use his hands anymore the way he used to. He cannot sway his arms and neither his feet. He was a paralytic. He became paralytic. So all the spectators, they thought, this cannot be done anymore. It's over. Everyone felt that the project would have to be scrapped since the Robles were the only ones who knew how the bridge could be built. Even though Washington was unable to move or talk, he still had mind. And his mind was as sharp as ever. And with the mind, he had a big heart. He had a burning desire to complete the bridge. So although he cannot move his hands, he can move the fingers. So an idea hit him. He was in the hospital bed. And he developed a code of communication. Since he could move one finger, he touched the wife and each number of tap represented a letter and they could formulate words out of it. Tapping on the code to communicate to her what he wanted to tell the engineers who were building the bridge. So communication would be very slow. And if you're thinking of a construction like that, it would take years. But with patience, just tapping. 13 years, he tapped out all the instructions with one finger until the bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, was finally completed. What is important in work is that we put our heart, our desire to accomplish what is at hand. Whatever it takes to give ourselves with a spirit of sacrifice, understanding that in this work, God is present. We don't want work that is half-hearted or shoddy or scrappy or messy or disorderly. We want work to be representative of God. St. Josemaria heard when he found it, Opus Dei, he did not have a name for it. When he heard his spiritual director asking, how is that work of God now? And that idea came to him and he started calling it the work of God. We were in the means of formation, we want everything that we do, specifically our work, to be the work of God through me. Tell him right now. If ever sometimes we're discouraged in our work, if sometimes we're guilty also of half-hearted accomplishment of tasks, it is possible with a big heart desiring sanctity Desiring holiness. 
Blessed Alvaro once was mentioning this advice to a priest. He was being asked about the lack of time. How to multiply time. The Alvaro, the successor of Saint Simeon, was always burdened by a huge workload. And he always lived the advice given to him by Saint Maria. He also mentioned it to a priest, Father Hayward. Having a lot of work means having a lot of material to sanctify. Pardon me, Lord, if sometimes I complain because of so many things I have to do. Sorry, Lord, if I ever think that this burden that you have given me is simply an inconvenience. A load that doesn't mean anything to me. He told Father Hayward in Sweden, quite concretely this time, to multiply our time, according to practical counsel given by St. Maria, we have to live more consciously in the presence of God. Then we will work with more peace and greater intensity, with a greater desire to do things well. Then, as a result, our time multiplies because we do things better, with more enthusiasm, with more interest in succeeding. We get less distracted and we waste less time. Formulate now your resolution for this meditation. How can I be more mindful of the presence of God in my work? How can I do things with Him? How can I not forget Him? And in the process, multiply my time for the glory of God. Let's proceed and ask St. Joseph. Dearest St. Joseph, we always want to be in that workshop because that's how Jesus lived this hidden life. We will learn from Jesus and from you on how to work. We discover this great mission of ours in sanctifying our work. Help us to work like you. Dearest St. Joseph, help us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs>